0: Power to rate me old, I'm sound she is Doctor Mays. A power to rate me old, I'm sound she is Doctor Mays.
1: Well, that's a little bit of a different way than we usually start the podcast, isn't it? Maybe it's a clue as to what we'll be talking about this week. This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around us in Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting all the events that are going on around here. Other weeks I'll simply be hearing the stories of the people who make this area just what it is. Now, when you think of culture... You may well be thinking of dusty old museums, art galleries full of paintings, or maybe people in ball gowns and posh suits playing violins and harps, all that sort of thing. But actually, it's much, much more than that. It's all around us. It is you and it is me. So last week, we heard all about the importance of sound when we visited the Chiron Institute. It's in the old library in Stoke. This week, it's a similar theme as I talk to a local singer-songwriter.
0: I've heard about the singing pig From up the road where my great uncle lives. I met the ghost of the leopard kids. She led me up the wooden hills To the room that she still kept I've heard many a tale. I'm Bob broken, Mostyn, um but I guess I'm known as, yeah, as Merriman. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a local songwriter, um, and I've been doing that for a, a couple of years now, so you'll find me you'll find me out and about around pubs and all that kind of stuff, play my songs, and you find it all online.
1: Where and when was your first gig that you remember?
0: Oh, that I remember, I mean you're talking a while ago now when I was like 16 and I used to be in a kind of like a heavy punk band with my brother and I, we played at the Talbot Hotel in, a, in Stoke um, I don't even know if it's still called the Talbot now but um, that was, our first show was there at the back um, and it was brilliant absolutely, loved it and then we went on to play it all the local haunts, the underground Sugar Mill, the Glebe um, the old brown jug, things like that
1: When it comes to music in the city and around, how how important is it to you?
0: it's 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 massive to me um my personal kind of like project means a lot to me personally to to just repeat the word but i mean the actual music scene it it's it, it means a lot to be part of a community uh, when when it gets started um you get started up and you meet other bands and they kind of get you to open for them, and then you go start going to gigs a lot more. um There's a real sense of purpose to it all, and there's a real re- it's much more rewarding, I think, when there's a collective group of people making the music and people are getting involved with it than there is if you're just doing it on your own.
1: And what kind of scene is there around here?
0: It's massive. um I mean, I'm involved, I guess, in like a little niche scene that's to do with a certain type of songwriting, and a certain type of music. Um, so you know, I'm, I'd like to think that I'm involved with bands like the King's Pistol and Nixon Tate and the Honey Club, um, and Don't Call Me Ishmael and those kind of bands. But then my my brother plays in Angels and Idols, which are a, which are a much heavier kind of metal band. And there's a massive scene for that as well. There's a good hip hop scene growing. There's there's so much going on. In so many scenes. Um, I think Stoke. If you look for it, I think you have to look for it to start off with. You'll find that it's got a surprisingly brilliant music scene. Like as a city.
1: And the venues that are around here as well, they're they're quite diverse.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean I've played I've played all the different types of venues around here and you know, in my current um setup as a solo acoustic player, the smaller venues suit me a lot more, but I have played a five piece band only a, a few years ago at venues like the Sugar Mill, for example, which attract you know, attract big crowds. And we're here now just near the Victoria Hall where you can see you can see much bigger artists. I think Jake Bug's on the way around uh, in the not too distant future we do have a great setup for a music scene and with it being a spread out kind of six town setup and then you've also got Newcastle and Leek and Congleton and places like that that encourage a lot of live music I think you've got a really good opportunity to wherever you live to go and see live music local live music original songs and all that for free as well it's, it's a really great time and a great opportunity to go and see live music around the city
1: So tell me then about the music you produce the music you're singing
0: Right, so... Um, I wanna write pop songs really songs that people can whistle along to and tap their foot to and you know remember the words and things like that so I just write things that are catchy a bit of tongue and cheek really I mean everything I write in my head's dead serious but people find it quite amusing but to me it's definitely serious because it's how my how my mind's working you know I I have to live it all day every day um but everything I do I guess is it becomes locally themed but that wasn't an intention to start off with I was just writing Honestly, from my own perspective, which ultimately was going to make it a local theme, locally themed thing. Um, a lot of a lot of songwriters reference uh, much further afield uh, to, to influential places around the world, but for me, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm a simple guy, so uh, I just reference Burslem and and Tunstall and places like that and Fenton a lot. I'm, I've got about eight songs that are very much set in Fenton. There's a toy collector's fair and Fenton Community College, but he won't be there. His Astra packed in last year. He's but it's, it's my, my upbringing, you know, it's where my family were from and the places that I recognise more than any others.
1: Your songwriting is very personal to you. Why is it so personal to you?
0: Um, it's an opportunity, I guess, to put thoughts out in a way that if you were just telling them to someone, they think you were bizarre, or they'd have no interest in it. Like I've got just songs about little, just little memories and little moments and little things that I see, like characters you see across the across the road from you. And you think if I was to just stop someone and talk to them to them about it for three and a half minutes it'd be a strange thing to do it gives you that opportunity to kind of collect your thoughts and um, it's like poetry in a way You, you, you take all your thoughts and your words and you put them in the best possible order and you remove the bits you don't want people to hear and it's like, it's almost like you can really articulate these mundane, unnecessary often thoughts in a very particular way
1: how do you go about writing a song do you go right it's three o'clock on a Monday (laughs) afternoon it's time for me to write my songs
0: no not at all Um, I have I have months of absolutely nothing and then I have months of writing song after song after song I don't really what happens with me is I tend to see or hear something that really captures my imagination and then I just just go with it and it almost snowballs into a song quite often and the ones that make it onto the records that I, that I produce and the, the gigs that I play are the ones that come together in 10 minutes they're the songs that there are songs that I toil over for months and months to get them finished and when they're finished because they've taken so long I know they're not a natural kind of pop song so they just go into the they go into the archives never to be heard again um, but it's it, it is that thing just that little moment I'll hear someone whistling something innocuous and it'll just in my head become a melody and my, my daughter will play and a little wooden glockenspiel at home or something I'll be like, that was brilliant and I'll re- reproduce it on guitar and try and turn it into something it's those little moments I think that I just I just capture
1: Have you ever regretted writing a song?
0: Not as Merriman no, Um
1: Oh, there's a story.
0: <laughs> no. In previous bands, I, I had a big phase where I wanted desperately to be a mixture of Paul Simon, Elvis Costello and Bob Dylan. So I was kind of like just criticising and having a direct go at people that were winding me up. And it was like you talk in my early 20s, really. Um, and I've really calmed down now. And I, <laughs> my songs are much nicer and much more pleasant now. But I had a, I had a real spell where I was explicitly... Pretty much digging at people that have wound me up, uh, but I've stopped that now. I'm much more. I'm a, I'm a happier guy nowadays. But yeah. <laughs> there were six of us around a table with Bob Monkhouse. Turning down a trip to Paris. Well, it's a good time to be a creative person. Still, trent with the city of Culture bid. Um I mean, I'm. I'm only a tiny little thing, really, in Stoke-on-Trent. Um, there are some much bigger, much bigger, I don't know, fish that are frying. I don't know how to phrase it. Um, but it right now, because... Because there's so much kind of emphasis being put into the arts around the city, I think it's a good time to be creative in any possible way because the opportunities are there and people are taking more interest in the little things like on social media. You can roll up a bit of interest in a song or a piece of art or a, or a show you're putting on or something because people are more happy to kind of share that experience and be a part of it.
1: Uh, your latest song, uh, you've written in a bit of a, a Stokey dialect.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, again, that was just... Someone said pretty much those words... A- And not not in that direct order. I thought I can really, I should do a song about this. And I was, and at the time, a friend of mine had played me a bit of Chaz and Dave um, when we were just like hanging out one night. And and I thought I'd really like to write a real Chaz and Dave kind of song. And I had no idea I was going to do it. And it just those two things just came together. This little bit of local dialect and this. period of listening to Chaz and dave and i thought right i'm gonna go with this now and it's i mean it's such a simple song it just repeats the same things over and over again as you know some good pop songs do and that that one just happened through a mixture of Chaz and dave and someone saying so because i mean people say those words people say a up i just say it all the time it's not something that is forced or anything people say that all the time i find myself saying it 50 times a day up you're right uh right yeah tar you just say those things don't you i thought if i'm Merge them together into a phrase and into a song, it'll be ridiculously silly, but you never know, it could work as a song, and it, and it seems to be doing. Hey,
1: What kind of reaction do you get when you're up on stage, guitar in hand performing as As Merriman?
0: Usually it's the, oh god, some guy's got up with a guitar um, reaction um, but sometimes um, you get the... Uh, some people look at me very strangely when they hear what I'm singing about. Um, I sang at Newcastle Market recently and I've got a song about uh, the Etruria Gardening Festival that was in Festival Park and I sing about cable cars in Festival Park and a woman just stopped in the tracks and looked at me Um, like I was doing some kind of abstract nude dance or something and then just walked on she didn't listen she just looked at me as if to say you need to think about what you are doing here Um, but I I got a real mix some people just seem to think it's hilarious some people seem to think it's lovely Um, someone Thought I was taking the Mickey once when I was singing about the song I was born in Stoke on Trent, which you know it's a true story. So, but he was he was he was he thought I was taking the Mickey. Um, it, I get a real mix of reactions, uh, but you do if you're going to put your, if you're going to be a live performer, especially as I do things like open mics and stuff like that, you've got to expect to get the full spectrum of reaction. And you just that's how that's, that's how you know if your songs are any good as well if you can win people over.
1: What's been the best gig you've ever done?
0: Oh, crikey, you didn't give me time to prepare for that. Um, best gig I've ever done. I've done a lot of gigs, but I think the one that really sticks in my mind is when I was I was 18 and I played, I played Christmas Eve at the Sugar Mill in mine and my brother's old punk two-piece. And it was a sell-out crowd. And it was just... I mean, we were a dreadful band. The songs were terrible. But we were very energetic, very loud and very ridiculous and people went with it and it was just magic. It made me feel like an absolute star that night because it was just a full crowd and with it being that particular time of year everyone was everyone was up there for the good time and <clears throat> that one just really does stand out for me as something special I've, I've done a lot of gigs that, were, that have been really, really nice in so many ways um, like I did a lovely private birthday party as Merriman not so long ago uh, and that was on the side of a canal in a barn out of nowhere and it just felt really nice that was just stood up on some wooden pl- just on some planks really just completely acoustic and just played and that was really lovely as well so i've done a a nice range of things but i guess that that christmas eve one really does stick out
1: as someone who's grown up in the city when you turn up and you're playing at at venues like the sugar mill that are so iconic for the city (laughs) is that a little bit special as well
0: yeah, yeah, it is. It's the first time you do it, especially. is bizarre because you think oh, I've been here so many times on the other end of it all, and it's quite strange to be backstage and stuff in those places. As Merriman, I don't really. I've not played the Sugar Mill or the Underground or anything like that because I don't think it's the the kind of venue for me. But it is. It is. In a way, it's like a little a little honor playing at these places that you've that you know so much about and that you've been to as a kid so many times and loads of people know them as well uh, and you're thinking, well I'm part of this now I've played at this venue and you think about the people who've walked on the stage like at the Sugar Mill which I've played a number of times like I've seen John Cooper Clark doing do Art of Poetry there and you think, yeah I was on that stage and John Cooper Clark's on that stage right now and, and that's amazing, that's brilliant and the Libertines were on that stage and that's brilliant and that's amazing And and it's just those little things where you put the pieces together you think, yeah this is this is pretty fantastic, you know, that I'm, that I'm here doing, doing my own little thing where someone's done their much bigger thing um, at some point and it is like a little, I don't know, it does feel special in that respect. She knocks about, fools around But in her head, screams without a sound Honor of the five towns
1: So, I just want to say uh, a great big thank you to Bob Moston, who is also known as Merriman. You can get hold of all of his uh, work. Online, I will put links to it on the Facebook page and the uh, Twitter feed as well, so you can find out more about Merriman's work. Really worth a listen. Really good stuff there. If you want to get in touch, remember, please, please do social media. Facebook page is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour. If you want to get in touch on Twitter, it is CQH Pod. And feel free, please, please get in touch. Give me a follow, and we'll uh, talk about all the culture that is going on around us. And of course, don't forget, you can download the podcast every Wednesday, cultural quarter of an hour.